Oh, for fuck's sake, where's the exit to get out of here? Oh, hi, guys. Um, nice to see you again. The reception looks not so good. Tell me if you can hear me, you can see me. It's saying one bar reception, which is inevitable, isn't it? Because whenever I do a live stream, the reception is fucking terrible, the Wi-Fi. Um, but, yeah, let me know how this is. Let me know if it's um, possible to hear me. Uh, it's crept up by one bar. Holge says, hey, Tusk, I have a really time to go for the kiss. I know the techniques is more of a mental problem. Any tips? Highly appreciated. Yes, you obviously don't know the techniques because you're not doing it. I can't help you, Holge, you useless virgin. I'm joking, Holge. If you have problems, if you want to get in touch with me, info at we can jump on a WhatsApp chat and we can troubleshoot what's going on. Today, I'm going to talk about one of the pillars I follow in life or I try and follow. Good looking looks good kilo kilo how's it going mr fa and aj i th think it's the aj who i'm going to be seeing in helsinki excited to meet you i was talking to jp about your progress he is smashing it and guys just a quick reminder if anyone would like to work with the guy that got me in fucking ridiculous shape search on youtube james tusk um jp cronin or rockstar fitness you'll see uh, the thumbnail is my before and after 12 weeks where I fucked up 10 times in heavy substance abuse sessions, eating all sorts of shit, doing all sorts of shit. And he still got me looking on point. Unique 79, a man of the same sentence every time. Good afternoon, chat room, and good afternoon, James. Good afternoon to you too. As usual, I will prioritize questions that are attached to a donation. Feel free to give to the cause, the London cause of all this waffle that I put out on a daily or semi-daily or at least weekly basis. Lots of exciting content coming up in the next few weeks as well. We've got lots of cool Mexico content, which we can now release as Les has left Mexico and I have left Mexico, so we're not in danger from the cartels. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about not the same guy. Okay, today I wanted to talk about the uh, a rule that I really constantly apply and i used to be very bad at this because i worked in various environments like toxic well, not toxic but sales environments where is dog eat dog they all make it out every sales environment every sales team makes it out to be oh win-win guys blah 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 but we all know sales inherently commission-based it's all about competition it's all about outranking the guy next to you it's almost like that classic boiler room style that classic scene you had i think it was is it Ben Affleck in there and, and and Vin Diesel closing, right? So toxic environments. And the, the rule that I constantly remind myself of, and I, I, fall, I, I, I fall foul of this sometimes, is don't bitch about people behind their back. It's a very easy thing to do, but it shows no substance to you as a man, right? It's a very feminine thing. Women do it the whole time. It's very easy if you're around girls to get sucked into doing this. It's not a good way to be. It's not a good kind of chivalric chivalry it, it's not chivalry of the highest order if we're thinking back to those kind of stoic guys if you've got something to say to a guy say it's their face you can talk about people behind their back i mean and people do right it's natural that we're going to discuss other people behind their back especially people we know what's not okay is slagging them off behind their back or saying shit i guess the i guess the kind of the colliery to this is you're allowed to say stuff behind their back that you'd say to their face, right? But the problem with that is it's very easy to fall into that trap then of, 
oh yeah, I'd tell him I thought 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 think he was a bit of a gypsy to his face, but then you actually don't, right? So easy, just not talk about people behind their back at all. It's insidious. Um, it starts with a bit of a joke, but it, it doesn't end well. And it's something that I constantly have to remind myself of because it's very easy, isn't it? To gossip, bitch, moan about people behind their back. Um, and it's something I'm constantly, 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 constantly working on. Don't talk about people behind their back. Talk about, if you're going to talk about people behind their back, neutral, but really not even that. It's like positive things, right? Or nothing. Or just shut the fuck up and talk about, you know, tell them shit to their face. That is the rule that I constantly try and follow. It's super important. Uh, it's very easy to fuck that up and we're all guilty of it, but it's insidious and it really is that kind of treat people as you expect to be treated rule, right? If you're doing that to other people, if you're discussing other people in a negative way behind their back, guess what happens? Sod's law, karma, you get that same treatment, right? Or it brings out that behavior in other people. And it also demonstrates that if you're sitting with someone, right? Say there's three of the you know each other quite well, and you're sitting with one of the guys, and you're slagging off the other dude, even if it's a bit of a joking. You know, you're you're sitting with friend B, friend C isn't there, and you're slagging off friend C, albeit in a kind of jokey, playful way, even though it's you know, but it's a bit insidious. You know your own intent, right? And you know when you're not doing it in a jokey way. What happens is friend B sees what you're doing, and he mentally registers that as oh fuck. So when I'm not here. James is doing this to me as well, right? So it seems like a small thing, but it's a really, really big thing. And it's it's something that I'm very, uh, I really try and catch myself on. I used to be really bad at this, especially working in, in a job context because working quite toxic sales environments where it's a lot of money on the line, high end, it's competitive. It's so easy not to turn the other cheek. It's so easy to throw someone under the bus. It's so easy to be dog eat dog and get sucked down to that, you know, the, the average of the people you're around and act like a fucking average person, right? An average person in life doesn't strive to be successful, doesn't really have clear morals or boundaries, doesn't have personal integrity rules that they follow. But it's important that you mold these things out. And you'll hear me talking a lot about them. I always talk about thinking about, you know, for me, Memento Mori, thinking about my impending doom, but using it as a positive catalyst for motivation. I talk about that Jocko Willink good principle, flipping everything to the positive, right? What's the positive from that? There's no negative scenario. What's the learning point? What's the positive? I talk about time is your most valuable asset as a thing. I talk about gamifying everything hard in life and having fun with it, always coming from that playful iceball theory. We're all fucking doomed anyway. We're all walking the plank. Let's not have, let's just have fucking fun with it vibe. And I also come with it. One of the principles I really try and employ is don't bitch about people behind their back because it's so easy to do. It's such an average trait, you know, of the average people, right? Of that 99% of people, right? Those average people who are never going to fucking succeed in life. Don't strive for anything. Happy just living and dying, right? A pathetic existence. So ran over, but that is a that is a trait that I'd really highly recommend you guys follow. It's something that's really helped me. And it is that karma thing is if you don't do it, right, people hold you in really high regard. They trust you more because they know you're not going to fucking go behind their back. And they also learn by example. And they learn that if they're doing it, if they're with someone, right, and they're slagging the person off to you, you're not getting involved. You're just like, okay, cool, whatever. And you disengage from it. So really, really, really important rule. Um, I wanted to detail it out here just for accountability purposes as much as anything, because it's so easy. So easy, isn't it, to slip into that? Any questions on that, let me know. 
Um, let's have a let's have a quick run through of your questions here. Wand Tusk, I'm tra currently traveling. Big issues when I bring back different girls. They notice other girls' hairs, perfume. I'm changing the sheet once a week. Help? No, that's a really good thing. It shows pre-selection. They might act horrified, but it's not a bad thing. Uh, it shows that you're getting laid. Chivalrous. Thank you, Mr. Mads, for correcting my English. You Danish Viking hero. Let's give Mr. J a like. Smash the like button, lads. Thank you, Mr. Kilo. King Leonidas, 29. Tusk, how to transition from a date to bouncing her back to your place. I usually go with, hey, let me show you something fun. Let's go to my place. Check out my dating product, Number Close Naked. It has it all detailed there. Google James Tusk, Number Close Naked. It's a complete walkthrough of exactly what to do. Stefan, true Italian saying, mind your business and you live 100 years. King Leonidas, my favorite thing to do is like blueberry pancakes, good in making them in the morning. Uh-huh. Some friends of mine make me in a large group when, uh, James, what would you find a success after a first date with a girl? I don't think you can sleep with every girl on the first date. We're kissing and bring that girl home as be a success. It's up to you how you define success. There's no parameter for success. It's your, this is your fucking hero's journey. This is your thing. You define what success is. Success for me used to be bringing home loads of girls and banging loads and loads of women, right? And the first few years of doing this. Now success for me is meeting someone who's cool, right? Having a good time, having experience with someone who's cool. It's changed a bit. Um, you're at your own journey. You're at your own stage in, in a different journey. You have to define what success is. Forget fucking archetypes. Forget what the PUA crowd says. Forget what you think it should be to, to look cool in front of other people. Oh, yeah, I went on three dates and banged them all. Fuck that shit. No one gives a shit, right? This is your thing. So you figure out what success is. You figure out what your goal is. Is it just to have loads of fun, right, week after week for a few months? Then in that case, yeah, it should be all guns blazing, you know, having having sex in crazy places, pulling girls home in the first night. It should all be done through that filter, that intent. But if, you're, if your parameter for success is, you know, maybe see two or three girls that you're into, which I think is probably, as a default thing, one of the healthiest parameters of success, for a guy that wants to stay single, but wants to enjoy the chase, the bang, and the snuggles, all three of those things, which are important. That's the reason banging prostitutes isn't fulfilling, right? There's no chase and there's no emotional connection. Then I would say dating two or three girls, non-exclusively managing a rotation, as they call it in the industry, is one of the best parameters of success you can aim for if you don't know what success should be like. And I'd say once you get up, once you've cold approached, and you've built a kind of rotation of two or three hot girls from Cold Approach that you're seeing. They're cool girls. They're attractive. Um, that, you know, is, is someone for me that's understanding this stuff, who's doing well with it. They're able to go out. They're able to grab, you know, leads, convert those into dates, actually go on fire good texting, actually go on dates, know what to do on the date, be an attractive man, get the girl interested. The girl wants to see you again. You know, that if you can do that repeatedly around the globe, I think you're pretty good at this stuff. I mean, that for me is a parameter of success. I don't give a shit about a guy's number. If a guy comes up to me and goes, oh, I banged 400 people, A, I'm like immediately thinking he hasn't because he's telling me he's leading with that as, as so many guys, I don't know whether it's to try and impress me or whatever, but I'll meet a guy and they'll be like, my what my notch count is. After they've said their name, it's like, I don't give a fuck what your notch count is. And the fact you're telling me your notch count means you're fucking insecure about it. So it's automatically a lie. The old American pie rules of times up by three is probably in play, right? Because guys that are actually getting laid, guess what? They don't talk about getting laid. 
they don't give a fuck about conversing about. They converse about other things. Only things that only if you're not getting laid, you talk a lot about getting laid. The irony is, I know I teach this, so you could say like, well, what the fuck are you up to, right? I guess the, I guess the, uh, what do you call it? The, oh, I can't even think of the word, but I guess the corollary, corollary, corollary to this is, yeah, I'm teaching it, right? I'm getting paid to do this. Um, what else? But yeah, if you can travel the world, um, the sign of a cool guy, the sign of a guy who gets this, in my opinion, is a guy who's dating, who's able to hang on to hot girls after he slept with them once, actually turn them into seeing him, right? On the terms of non-exclusivity. For me, that's a guy, if I if I see a guy and he's dating two or three hot girls, he's gone to a random city and he's able to create that within a month. I think that's a guy that really gets this personally. So that's kind of, from my experience, meeting loads and loads of guys. It's easy. It's not easy, but it's doable to bang a hot girl once, right? People do it from bars. The girl gets drunk. She's horny. People do it from day game, right? But real test is actually seeing the girl. So really, because the more you see her, the more you actually reveal, you know, your truth, what's actually going on behind closed doors. You can't fake it forever, right? If you're a bit of a chump, you've got to be living an attractive reality because she jumps into that. So if you're able to keep hold of two or three hot girls, right, that you've met from scratch and you built that up in a month or two, I think that's fucking impressive. That for me is a guy who fucking understands this shit inside out. So that's the test of, I guess, an advanced guy, I would say, intermediate to advanced guy. He goes to a totally new location. He doesn't know anyone. And within a month or two of being there, he's built up two or three girls on rotation, hot fucking girls that are also cool, not just hot. They're, he also really likes them because he knows what he likes. That's success. That was a bit of a rant. Uh, any other questions before I fuck off? Jake Gennaro, thank you very much for the two race. I can buy myself a matchstick from the local corner shop for that. Jake's a really cool guy. Um, I'd highly recommend you guys check out his stuff. The only problem is it is in Portuguese, which is good if you're learning Brazilian Portuguese. But Jake had me on his channel. He's... Um, He's a young guy doing smashing this stuff in Sao Paulo. Uh, I'm definitely going to meet him for a beer when I go over uh, to Brazil. And if anyone's interested in going to Brazil, because Sam now, Fluid Social, my old boy Sambo, is back in town. He's back in London for a few months. If anyone's keen to go into Brazil, and I know it's a bit of a mess at the moment, but if anyone is keen to go into Brazil, let me know because I'll be sending you to work with Jake. He's a very cool guy. He switched on. He, he knows the stuff inside out. And he's in one of the best cities in Brazil for this, Sao Paulo. So get in touch with me if you want to work with Jake and we can make that happen. Send me an email, info at jamestuss.com and I'll put you on a WhatsApp group with Jake. We can make it happen. Coming back to Asia anytime soon. Yes, I will be there in November. I'm going to be doing some Muay Thai, some fighting, some training, but I will be available for coaching in Bangkok and Koh Samui. Are you going to Croatia this summer? Maybe in August. If anyone wants to see my schedule, Get in touch with me, info at James Tusk. But roughly speaking, July, the whole of July I'll be in Russia. Then I'm going to go somewhere novelty like Kazakhstan or Armenia just to charge around like a headless buffoon. Um, filming all this stuff as well, kind of with a mini cam, which will be very cool, vloggy stuff. Um, then hopefully Helsinki in August. Then September will be Turkey. It'll be Belgrade. It'll be Ukraine. It'll be Barcelona. And then October off to Mexico. And then... November will be Thailand, and then December, probably Brazil will be where I'm heading to. Lamar Cyrus, going out approaching during the day, gives me a right buzz. I can't, ima can't imagine how easy it'll be on a night out. Good stuff. Gabriel Casanaro, 
Casarano, what's your best advice for those moments in which your game is not successful as you would when you start feeling a little tired? Sorry for my English. I'm not sure what the question is. Is it possible to work inside for you? Yes, but if you're a 50-year-old man, no. I only want young guns or younger guys or guys my age. And um, usually the way it works for guys to to work with me is they have to have trained with me. They have to actually shown some skin in the game, pay to do some training. Because otherwise, it's just free coaching, isn't it, really? And you're not bringing anything to the table. Very genuine, inspiring words. Hi, James. Do you ever travel alone or is it always with a few friends? And how long does it take to get yourself set up in a new place? I always know people where I go to, but I like the I like the idea of traveling alone. It's um, It tests you as a guy, doesn't it? So it's a cool way of doing it. I just approached a woman who was crying over her boyfriend. I didn't care. I gave him my number to hit me up. Not caring is brilliant. You should be taking her number, though. Do you approach when you're when you're in religious countries? Yeah, Beirut. Uh, Sarajevo was cool as well. I'm 17. Should I start cold approaching? Absolutely. Walk out the door today. Go and do some approaches. Guys, it's been a pleasure as always. I'll speak to you again tomorrow. Remember that rule. Implement that rule.